Hi there. Real quick before we jump into the episode. If you enjoy this episode or any of the other episodes, be sure to give us a follow or subscribe. It would also be great if you shared it with a friend or better yet, left a review so others can know how awesome it is. Thanks so much. And now, the episode. Hey there, Press Starters, and welcome to the Press Start Leadership Podcast, the podcast about game-changing leadership, teaching you how to get the most out of your product and development team and become the leader you were meant to be. Leadership coaching and training for the international game industry professional. Now, let me introduce you to your host, the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher Mifsud. On this edition, we have another awesome guest, Adam Gersten of LFG Nexus. Now, let's meet Adam. Hi, everybody. Hey, welcome, Adam. Thank so, you. Adam, I've, I know who you are. I'm aware of the greatness that is Adam Gersten. Uh, I am also been following this amazing journey you've been going on with LFG Nexus. Uh, but I, I suppose most of our listeners won't know the story and even know who you are. So please regale us with your origin story. Who is Adam Gersten? Sure. Uh, you know, I am you know, a guy. I uh, pretty much grew up in New York until I was about 14 when I moved down here to Georgia and met a lot of uh, met you and a lot of other people. But um, kind of a little bit more of the origin story. You know, I was always a gamer. I started uh, and, and I'll date myself. uh Started playing on my Atari 2600 when I was like four or five. Um, you know, when we got to probably about eight or nine, I started playing D&D. Uh, you know, definitely did a lot of gaming uh, just all throughout my life. Um, let's see, I uh, did, you know, a lot of EverQuest and stuff like that. Like in teenage years, uh, 19, I started LARPing, um, which was definitely the downfall of everything. Um, from there, I've... Being, you know, just playing all sorts of different games, um, getting involved in uh, different things uh, on on just all sorts of levels when it comes to gaming. Um, and, you know, just kind of keep doing the same thing. Was a big fan of World of Warcraft, really got into that pretty heavy. And um, just uh, trying to now create a way through LFG Nexus. Or basically, LFG Nexus is a social media platform that we're building. Awesome. And our goal is to help connect gamers. Uh, so whether you're into esports or LARPing or cosplay, D and D board games, Magic the Gathering, different types of card games, uh, what we're trying to do is create a community that people could come to and just talk about games, not get involved in all the noise that you see on other platforms. And we're trying to really help people, uh, find one another. So for example, um, you know, since I started LARPing, I would say probably 90% of my friends are LARPers. Um, and the few that aren't are people that I've probably met through LARPers that just, you know, hung out with them. And so uh, that's a little bit more of kind of what we're trying to do. We're trying to, so LFG is uh, from World of Warcraft, looking for game, looking for group. You know, we're trying to take this this term and help people find others to play. So again, looking for game, looking for group, looking for uh, guild master, game master, get together, and um, 
So it's a little bit more of kind of what we're trying to do with uh, LG Nexus. Um, oh, you know, but cool. yeah. uh, we started this journey a little bit over two years ago. So we've kind of shifted and adjusted uh, as we've went, but it wasn't until recently or, or probably like the last year that we've really been focusing on this more of a social media platform at first. We were looking at it more as a, um, a way to run D and D for on, on a more creative level for, for groups um, and having more of a customized D and D journey. And we realized that wasn't really going to work out the way we wanted at the time. However, it looks like there's a lot of other people that are doing it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, no, you know, that's cool. but I mean, that's, I mean, that's how most entrepreneurs journeys kind of start, right? You, you, you set out with one goal, trying to solve one problem and you realize, okay, maybe, maybe that, that problem is a little bit harder to solve or someone else is already solving that problem. So crowded market. So you look elsewhere and you're like, Hey, here's something else that needs to be solved. And, and, and that, and that's pretty cool. And I, I, I think that's something that resonates with a lot, a lot of people. So that's, that's, um, excellent. I want to go so, back to, Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I recently did a, a bit of a survey on Google uh, using Google Forms, and I reached out, spent a little bit of money on um, some Facebook ads, and got a little bit over 100 uh, gamers to respond to the survey. And what we found was that over 60% of people are looking for other people to play games with. Um, that was like one of the biggest things that uh, we gleaned from there. And, and we asked a lot of questions about what they use social media for and what types of things they would probably want to see on a platform. But to me, the most interesting thing is they were you know just people want to play with other people and you know makes sense I thought that was yeah. really cool and it, it really kind of you know works for what we're trying to do nice. um but uh yeah i know a lot of the um the chat groups and the groups like for different role-playing games on facebook and stuff that i'm in that tends to be the big one right people looking for people to uh play with um and, and try out the systems with and everything so right so obviously there's not a great there has not been a great solution yet. So everybody, LFG Nexus, there, there's something yeah. there. Come check yeah. it out, guys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to um, integrate new features, things that you're not going to see on the Facebooks and Twitters and stuff like that. We're trying to have this catered experience for people um, mm-hmm. based on being a gamer. And, and you know, I've got a team of people. And, and obviously, I know a good bit of gamers um, that all have different perspectives and trying to kind of do everything for everybody. I know you keep, that's not necessarily the best way to do it, but uh, we're trying to reach out for the streamers. Ah, to reach you're, still, out. You're, you're still in a niche though. I mean, at the, I mean, you're, you're doing it for, like you said before, it's, it's finding You're creating a platform for gamers. Right. And there yes. are a lot of, I mean, you can niche down even more if you really wanted to, but I think that's enough. And, you know, I, I think we, we've discussed this before is the, the Venn diagram kind of like you said, is is like the people, you know, is like LARPers. Right. And then like, you know other people that aren't LARPers, and but you probably met them through your LARPer friends, and chances are they also have similar likes. If it's not LARPing, it's something else, right? So it's video games or or whatever, and and then you know the kind of things that they watch, and it, and it goes. You don't want to go too far out, but I think you you have enough little small bubbles there that can interact with each other, and, and that's great. So yeah. absolutely, um, and we're actually trying to also reach out now to kind of like that geek culture which is now basically mainstream so kind of like you've got your uh poster of the child behind you you know so to you know star wars marvel um dc harry potter game of thrones you know there's so many people getting into this especially because they've been kind of locked down with covid um that we're trying to reach out to people that could potentially be gamers that are getting into these things and it grows every market 
Yeah, market's exactly. growing every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, D and is exploding. There's so much money being thrown at uh, esports; it's ridiculous. Um, and so now is kind of the time to do it. Sure. Yeah. Better get in there now, and you know, learn learn fast, and pick up all the all the things that are there. So that's excellent, excellent, excellent. The uh, I want to go back. You mentioned your first system was the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Yes. And it was also like my, my, my first system as well. So I'm just a little curious. Uh, I'm going to ask you some more questions about video games. But this one, what was your favorite game on the 2600 that you remember? Um, I, I know mine is the is Atlantis. And we actually had to buy two copies of it because we actually burned it out. We played it so much. But Atlantis? Atlantis. It was this like little shooter game where it was very similar to... Well, like, like, so basically aliens are coming, what? space invaders, I guess. But okay. it was like, but the thing is, there was like a city above you, right? So you had your little shooter that mm. was shooting the things out of the sky. And then your fail, though, is if the city got destroyed by the things coming out of the sky or whatever. So that was, yeah, that was, that was one of my, uh, my favorites on, on that old, old system. Cool. Yeah. No, um, let's see. I think it was like Keystone Capers, Keystone Cops. I know talking, yeah, I think it's Keystone. I think it's Keystone Cops, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that one's fun too. Definitely played that a lot. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, was, I mean, even silly like like surround where you like had like this big snake sort of thing. You're trying to like trap your opponents and that sort of thing oh, and make yeah, them kind of go. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it's it's crazy because if you think about that sort of game versus what's out there now, it's like not even you know comparable but i guess it's it's steps yeah but it's a different design it's totally different design mechanisms there i mean those games were designed to keep going for as long as they could and basically they were all like off of the arcade right so that design was based off of you to keep pumping quarters in whereas now like the entertainment value and the levels of difficulty and everything are are very different but I still appreciate them. I still think there was there was a lot of a lot of fun in those uh, old pixelated games. That is for sure. Sure. So you know what? Actually, there's something that I forgot to mention um, that's mm-hmm. kind of relevant. Is uh, for a couple of years I worked at uh, Dave and Buster's, and so I got to do uh, you know see a lot of video games and stuff like that. I worked on some of the uh, the BattleTech simulator there. Uh, I helped on that as well as uh, deal cards uh, while they had that available while it was legal in Georgia. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not not that it was you know literally for money, but even just I guess having like that casino feel, they yeah cut that <laughs> yeah. But the BattleTech Simulator, that thing was way fun. I only played it on the basic level though. I know there was like the really like you could do the more hardcore simulator where you actually had to like pay attention. All the I I could I usually died right away no matter even on the easy mode, so it didn't matter. My my, my friends all ganged up on me. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty kick-ass um so yeah uh you you also mentioned larping which is is actually i, I believe how we we, we met um uh, the first time so yeah uh yeah and and it's funny because actually i've had a couple guests and we actually talk about larping a good bit and it usually ends up with all of us going like yeah larping's cool now it was not cool back then <laughs> so we've, you know because we, you know, everyone's just like you could you could play D and D a while back, right? And that was still like nerdy but cool. But even your D and D friends would sometimes be like, hmm, "You do what?" In but you world. know, it's it's funny. But now everyone wants to do it, right? Exactly. That's the thing. So uh, my daughter is just turned seventeen, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, at 12, I got her into D&D. And it was a little bit begrudgingly at first, but now she loves it. Um, she tries to get all her friends into it. In fact, she was trying to... <laughs> it's just my daughter. Uh, she was trying to get me to be okay with one of, with this guy, this this boy that she wanted to date. And one of her things was, but he plays D&D. And so... <laughs> Good on her. You, you know, know that's uh, yeah, playing. Smart. That's smart. Yeah, playing, mm-hmm. playing to the to the. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. look, he's a fellow. He's a fellow nerd, yeah, and that's uh, cool, right? Exactly. So you know, the other things. You know, there's a uh, you know, obviously the larch is starting back up, and mm-hmm. she wants to play, and I'm still kind of trying to decide. You know, it's uh, you know, bringing your daughter out to a larch. Uh, I mean, you've met some of the larp guys out there. Well, yeah, there's that. Oh, okay. Well, the, yeah, there's that. But I was going to bring. It's usually it's it's tough. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of a lot of our friends, and a lot of a lot of my friends have kids now that are old enough to, to LARP, and they all they've all been wanting to do it for forever too. Like so, now they're getting to be the age where like you don't have to play. It's only like certain types of LARPs that allow for younger kids as long as they're escorted. Like they're totally independent, and can do it. Some of them don't want to with their parents just because it's kind of like they're embarrassed by it or, or whatever, but they still want to try it. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, I'm still um, amazed my parents let me do it when I was like, start playing when I was 13. So, you started at 13? I was oh, playing yeah, parlor LARPs at uh, okay. conventions. So, they would take me to conventions and then let me run around. Like at Dragon Con, there was like Dark Confrontation. I think I did yeah. that for like. Oh, I, re- I did that once or twice. Yeah, the, the coin flip one. I, I did that for like four years and then they didn't do it one year. And then I ended up playing in who ended up becoming a good friend of mine's uh, like World of Darkness um, salon LARP at Dragon Con. And then. And then I met other people who did those, and then I helped run those, and then, and then yeah, my life has been forever tied to uh, LARPing in one shape, yeah. form, or another. So yeah, I can, yeah. One of my first experiences, a friend of mine was really into World of Darkness, and we we're um, doing some stuff. Uh, and you know, I grew up in Cobb County, and uh, he tried making his own little version. And his father owned a warehouse off of uh, Cobb Park, which is a very uh, popular road. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very kind of warehouse centric. And so me and some of my friends went and kind of, you know, went to do this. And, and literally it's just, you know, 10 or 15 of us. And um, he put a sign on the side of the road called like, you know, with an arrow pointing to Club Ragnarok, which is what he was like, you know, kind of making it all about. And uh, a little while later, the police came and, you know, we were all like 16, 17. And yeah. they had their guns drawn, you know, they're behind their cars, oh, they're behind the car doors. Like not knowing what's going on, and we're like, uh oh, like we're just like pretending to be vampires. Yeah, I had, we had a similar instance of that when I was I lived in New Orleans, and we were running in a small we 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 ran a lot of different games there, and we had a small game in a small park. And one time, I think just because there was just so many of like under eight, under eight, under eighteen, I won't say under. Well, I guess it is underage. So yeah, underage kids just hanging out in the uh, in the you know, in the park, uh, playing rock, paper, scissors, uh, but dressed up, you know, in trench coats and other nefarious things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what they, I mean, they literally, they like had their guns drawn. They made us put our hands against the wall. They frisked us all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, it was, uh, it was a bit crazy. Yeah. Fun, fun times. Lurping. Mm-hmm. So on to a different subject entirely, and actually, let's 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 hit on a subject that's more uh, to the um, the core of of pillars for um, press start leadership and the podcast itself is, uh, sure. is leadership. 
So um, I always like to ask uh, my guests, what do you consider good leadership? Tell me a little bit about that. So I look at leadership in different ways. Um, I've seen, you know, leaders when it comes to like LARPing and, you know, some of these people that just have this natural charisma. Um, Then I also look at leadership in terms of like when you work at like your full-time job and you have a manager and that sort of thing. And so I think there's definitely a lot of different aspects and um, they kind of apply differently. Um, So, but, you know, when it comes to leadership, you know, obviously it's incredibly important. Um, You know, I've recently, you know, with the team that I'm working with, it's been great. And I'm definitely learning a lot more about leadership and I'm definitely, you know, have a lot more to go. Um, But uh, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, you got to, you know, work with people. You got to be flexible, uh, or at least that's what, how I feel. That's maybe my sure. style. I know that different people have different styles that, you know, someone might roll with an iron fist or something like that. Well, but, well uh, that would be wrong. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's different. I mean, there, I mean, there, there's a time and a place, right? Like, I think nobody likes micromanagement, but like if somebody's super, like, so there are always arguments for anything, right? So I wouldn't run micromanagement or iron fist on, on everyone, but like so if someone's new and junior to the role and they're not fully aware of what they're doing. Sometimes you do need to, to, to kind of work with them a little bit closer and over their shoulder. Right. But generally if that's not the case, you hire people for a reason and uh, let them do their job. Right. Like if you're in a management position or a leadership position, you've got other things to be worrying about. Not not always the execution, right? That's what you have other folks for. And you have team members who are knowledgeable. My 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 thing is, is I feel like a leader doesn't have to know everything. They just have to know where to get the information, right? And so as long as you you know your team and you trust your team and you somebody asks you a question, you can be like, yeah, hold on. And the thing is, the better a leader are, the faster you get the answer. Not so much know the answer, just can get the answer because you know your, your team well enough. So, but... You, you hit on a good point. You, you've got you got room to learn, but I think all leaders will always be continuously learning. Like you don't stop learning as a leader. I feel like I think the wrong answer, bad bad bosses, um, and you know I won't call them leaders. I, I, re, I refer to them as authority figures uh, who say they don't have anything left to learn or they're too old to learn. That's eh, a, a horrible answer to hear from someone because. That means like they're pretty much what that says is I don't want to change. I'm happy the way I am. And if I'm receiving horrible feedback and I don't want to change, like that, that should be like your super warning sign to be like, whoa, what? But so I think it's very humbling what you're saying. And I think that's actually that's good leadership. Knowing that you have more to learn, realizing that you have a ways to go and that there's, there's a lot more you can do for your team and so forth. And, you know, like, you, you know, treating your team really nicely and kindly. There's nothing wrong with that. That should be like, we should be encouraging that. So don't ever. Yeah, that's not wrong. I won't, I won't say that's wrong at all. I think that's, it's super, super positive and it's a great way to be. So kudos. I mean, you know, at the same time, sometimes I feel like I kind of get walked all over, um, you know, and so it's, uh, difficult um you know yeah kindness with confidence it's a tough one it's it's a tough one because it's it's like you you have to find that that edge right but i i really think some people think that the only way to to get people to do what they want is to be aggressive and i think you can be firm but kind and i i really do feel like you can you can and it just comes it does come with experience it comes with practice it comes with like 
failing a couple times, learning from it and trying a different approach on people because people are all different. But yeah, I, I get it. I, I think I I like to express myself too because I, I, I think I'm a, a big old teddy bear of kindness. Um, but I also very, make it very, very clear that if I'm not happy with something, I'm not happy with something. And people realize that very quickly and they go, oh, it's it's time for for not to push this any further than I need to, right? So there's like a it's a balance balancing act that you got to do with people, but hundred percent, it is tough because it does feel like oh wait, but if I'm not kind here and I don't let them do what they want, and then you do got it, but yeah, it's uh, it's being like hey, I think the key there is people know when they're abusing things and they will test the waters, especially for like new leaders and stuff like that. It's even worse for friends of friends that are leading teams because the like if they weren't if they were always just friends and then suddenly they become like a boss or something sometimes the 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 friends want to test and see how far they can get away with stuff um and i think that's when you need to call them out and be like hey would you do that to somebody else or like do you think this is cool do you you know is this respectful and like when you call people out They'll, well, they'll get defensive sometimes, but a lot of times they'll be like, oh, no, it's not cool. Sorry. You know, it's just, again, they're going to they're gonna do what they want, you know, because they see it. They see it. Like, they're like, ooh. No, I, I completely agree. You know, it's, uh, you know, we have a team and, um, you know, there's pretty much four other people I'm working with. And, you know, some of them are, or almost all of them are uh, just friends I've known for years. And it's difficult, um, you know, especially the position I'm in where we're not really actually paying people right now you know we're still trying to raise money and that sort of thing so obviously they have to work other jobs and there's priorities and things like that um so that's really there's so much that that's kind of going on there and so like you don't want mm-hmm. to hard and then worse comes worse i could then damage the actual friendship so sure what i'm starting no, to realize is like i just don't want to work with friends i mean the friends i'm working with are great but i think that that's probably just the best way to do it Sure, it definitely is. It de- it def- it definitely is. And in my in my career, even I've I've recommended a lot of friends in the beginning for jobs and stuff, and given opportunities. And I'm glad I did because I'm very happy with a lot of those. Um, occasionally, though, you know. So now, as I as I, I I've learned, um, I'm very very selective because when we're working with friends or whatever, or recommending friends for positions, especially if you work at the same company your reputation is kind of at stake. Right. And so, you know, people, people need to to step up if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, endorse them or, or do things like that. I agree. It's, I, I probably would still, I'm, I, if I ever make my, my dream studio or whatever, there's still a lot of friends that I would still hire in because I know their talent and their worth um, in the industry. Um, and I would definitely build my dream team and there would be, be friends there or whatever. But I think again, um, you know, especially in, well, this would be a paper, but right now we're talking about volunteerism. I mean, that's something where you do, I think, have to have consistent conversations with people and make sure that everyone's buy-in is at the same level and and correct, and and then just check in to see, hey, are you still <clears throat> feeling the same way you were about this? You know, a month ago, three months ago, six months ago, has it changed at all? Is there anything? we can do better. And I think that's the question, regardless of any, in any kind of job, I like to ask this question whenever I, I I'm working with my teams regularly is what can we do better? Right. And 
And then, actually, if it's actionable and not ridiculous, because I've had some ridiculous requests on what could be done better, but if it's actionable, do it. You know, show that there's actually change and so forth. But yeah, I don't, I don't envy you, sir. Uh, so <laughs> so I, I think what it really kind of comes down to, and what you're saying is, I am, you know, really kind of thinking about stuff as, as you're talking about it is just managing expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. So, you know, when I first got started with, um, some of my friends, I did, you know, have them kind of do a little bit of a survey, like, you know, what are you willing to, you know, how long are you willing to commit and that sort of thing, you know, in terms of work and stuff like that. And just over the course of the year, you know, aside from COVID, we've, we've had a lot of ups and downs and things that we're doing. We're definitely, you know, moving forward and things are actually going really well right now. There's a, a lot of momentum. Uh, but, you know, having that conversation is, can be difficult. And, and again, you know, because you're working with friends, you're, worry about how much it's going to affect things outside of that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've noticed and noticed me personally from my work experience is that the best boss I had just kind of gave me a little bit of rope and let me go. Mm-hmm. And um, I really think that that's probably the best way that sure. I was, um, as I think back of some of my, my old bosses and stuff like that, um, yeah. you know, so. Self-driven teams are awesome. I mean, if you can, Give you let let your your teams do the do the things that they need to do, and all you're doing is keeping an eye on the horizon and making sure that they're not going to hit any icebergs or anything. And then if you see something coming, again, don't take the reins from them. Just let them know and let them make the the right choices on that. So I think you know enough enough rope is uh, to to kind of run, but you know have the ability to pull you back when when need be or whatever. You know, I think that's that's excellent. Yeah. Cool. All right. Another serious question. What's yeah. what's your favorite type of donut? Uh, so I really like the um, the strawberry frosted donuts with sprinkles. Or, or now they don't always use sprinkles, but they use other types of sprinkles type of stuff at uh, Dunkin' Donut or yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. Um, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is pretty cool. classic. Mm, yeah. That's kind of what I grew up on. I know a lot of people here love uh, Krispy Kreme, and and it's good, but it's classic. Good, classic. Good with. I don't. I don't do any of the other. I mean, I hear they have specials at Krispy Kreme, special donuts, but I just do the classic one there. Otherwise, if I if I go for it, I'm a Dunkin' Donuts guy. Or, and I and this is coming from a guy who hasn't lived in the United States for ten years. Um, sure. But when I do go back, uh, I am aware that there are a lot of specialty donut shops in uh, in the uh, in, in the every state. Every state has <laughs> every single state has a uh, specialty donut shop. Um, that has something something kick ass going on at it. Um, yeah, there's one by me that um, uh, someone like sent me uh, a dozen donuts. I forgot what it was, but like these are not regular donuts. Like there's like weird stuff on top of them. Like one of them had like wait wait. You live in Georgia though, right? So you're yeah. not one of those states that it's not like funny stuff, right? It's not like a Colorado or Oregon or California kind of donut that you get some weird stuff on it. Well, I'm not sure what they get on them, but like nah. it, this one had like like a Reese's peanut butter cup and like a piece of bacon. Oh, that's still pretty good. I mean, it's not I wheat mean, donuts, but it's pretty good. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I thought that was weird. I mean, they had like some pretty eccentric stuff on there. Like, I'm sure that these were not cheap donuts. Like, it was probably no. like fifty bucks or the dozen at least um, with some of those things that were on there and different types of ganache and, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, those, that's, that sounds like a, a nice. I, I, I dig. I would dig on a bacon donut and a peanut butter 
cup donut. It was like was it, was it a bacon peanut butter cup donut? Was it combined yeah. or oh? It was like on you know yeah again That's it was awesome. like completely weird like I'd never seen it before and kind of scared me a little bit, but mm. uh, you know I still ate it um, <laughs> and it was again super full like. I still ate it. You know, I didn't yeah. get into the shape, you know, by by not eating. Hey, you know, rounds the shape. Yeah, that's what exactly. Yeah, I was joking. I was joking with my wife the other day with that one. I, I didn't think I'd actually pull off that joke because that one, you know, is a, it's kind of a low hanging fruit joke for most people. But I told my wife, yeah, you know, I, I've, I've been having a lot of trouble getting in the shape, and she's like, no, that's not true. You're in shape. I was like, it's true. Round is a shape. I appreciate that. Thanks. And, and she laughed, but she's not. She's not used to all the American humor that I, that I bring. So. <laughs> So all these book goodies are, I can pull them out and, and then just slayer with them. And then I feel like a comedic genius. So exactly. Actually, I don't know. I, I believe there's a mutual friend that we have that he's been going live and uh, eating donuts on his, uh, his Facebook lives. That's his thing. That's the thing. Man. Uh, he just started doing it recently. Uh, he was doing um, a lot of like hot, spicy food and kind of, you know, he would eat it and give his reaction um but uh so recently though he's done a couple of donuts all um, right mm. I'll so, check. Uh, uh, maybe something to check into take a look into yeah i mean i could totally make eating food a gimmick like if that's a thing i should do that i don't know i didn't think about that one i like food a lot <laughs> i mean i used to be known as the stomach that walks like a man so i oh, should wow. uh yeah that was i, I earned that <laughs> Um, I have the tiger stripes to prove it. Um, yeah, the okay favorite man. I'm I'm th- just thinking about that peanut butter cup uh, bacon donut. So that sounds pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. What about so besides leadership, mindfulness is something, and we touched on this a little bit when we talked before. And I'm just kind of curious. So, is you yeah you, you had an interesting response to me when I when I when I brought this up, and so I'm I'm just curious. So what's what's your zen how do you find mindfulness in these crazy times and like what what do you where do you find your center so what's what's your answer to uh to my to my uh zen question? i forgot how i answered it before but like i don't really have a way to do that i've been trying yeah, to find that one. was that was pretty much it was but it was it was interesting because you say you have a lot of trouble with with finding uh yeah, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, I've tried to, you know, do the typical kind of meditation thing and, mm-hmm. and kind of like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm doing it right, but, you know, kind of sitting there and like crossing my legs and that sort of thing and kind of. Well, that's, that's the thing. I think people overthink meditation a lot, right? Like they think it has to be something and it's a whole lot of nothing really. I mean, that's not true per se. I mean, there's a lot of technique to it, but everyone's like, Oh, but I can't stop thinking or like, I can't clear my mind. And you know, it's actually not about clearing your mind. It's kind of just letting the thoughts come, but then letting them go. And that's the tricky part, right? Is as they come, just letting them, them go. But, and that's why like, there are all the different techniques that are out there. So like breathing techniques are the help you focus on something that's not the thoughts, right? So the thoughts come, but if you're focused on the breath, then the thoughts go a little bit more. Um, it's also like if you do like physical activities like yoga or Tai Chi or something like that, the movement yoga is a little bit faster paced. So like, that's why like the whole, you know, uh, the dead man's pose at the end when you lay down on your back, a lot of people, you can like, you get that clarity because your mind's no longer, your mind's, your body's exhausted. So your mind's no longer thinking about all the other things. So it's much easier to clear, 
clear your head and find that empty space. But then there's other tricks like listening to the sounds and things like that. They're all just little little things there. But don't get down on yourself. Everyone, I, I hear that all the time when people are like, oh, I tried to, I tried to meditate. It didn't work out for me or whatever. It's practice. Sure. It's just, this is practice and get it into it and just find and finding the right one for you because there are so many different methods out there and sometimes you know some yeah i have done a few things um i guess mm-hmm. it, you know go to like uh like youtube and they've got like that asmr stuff where yeah. you know, make different noises and i feel like some of those you know work well some of those mm-hmm. drive me crazy um you know i guess they call them triggers and things like that yeah um and actually, that's one uh, an issue for me. It's kind of like I feel like my mind is just constantly thinking. Like uh, I just always think about business and and stuff like that. And uh, you know, that's would- not bad though. I will tell you this too. Like, yes, I agree with you. And the thing is, is your mind is thinking about the things that are important to you, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to control it. And I think that's that's the problem is the controlling part. Instead of like I said, let those thoughts come. Work it out you know, work through it. And then I've had, I've had mornings where I I do morning meditation. I've had mornings where I'm like, whoop, perfectly in the zone. And then I've had other mornings where I know my workday is going to be busy. uh, And there's some problems I need to work out and I'm doing it during my meditation and answers come a little bit better for me. Maybe not the most relaxing session I ever have, and I'm not walking away from it like energized, but it has a different purpose for it. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, I think everybody, everybody has to just find their own way and in their own time. Um, if it's something that, but I, I definitely think some kind of mindfulness practice is, is, is handy, even if sure. it's just for five minutes a day, you know, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, to be honest, you know, I've, I've seen Tony Robbins, uh, a yeah. couple of times and I'm not sure, you know, how you feel about me talking about this, but, uh, Oh, go for it. I love Tony. Okay. So yeah, um, <laughs> one or two of his audiobooks, and, and I'm just getting into them and he did something recently um, here a couple of months or, or last month uh, where he was like talking to people for, you know, without charging them, yeah. which is always nice. But um, you know, a lot of what he talks about is having your mindset and being able to get to this kind of neutral thing. Um, so as you deal with everything that's going on during the day, you know, some stuff's going to make you mad, some happy, whatever, but so that you can basically kind of, you know, snap your fingers and, you get back to that neutral place where you can, you know, work and focus and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just your your, your mindset is really going to be, you know, up to you, but it's going to really push you in the right direction or pull you back. And so, you know, I think what you're saying is absolutely incredibly important. Um, I just haven't found the best way for me to do it. Ah, yeah, that's fine. But that even keel is, is good. I, you know, I, I always recommend starting try like I, I'm a big like I'm a, kind of an extreme personality, um, and so because of that, I, I either swing the pendulum very far one way or very far to the other. So for me, what's very important is that I start my day as positively as possible to just not allow negativity to happen. Because if I don't do that, and something negative happens. In the past, especially, would like just spiral me out, um, and you know, it took a lot of time and practice to kind of get to the point where try and stay neutral as much as possible. But I, I love, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, but I think that's that's great, and I think that speaks volumes because I, you know, I don't want to categorize a lot of Tony's uh, 
customers and stuff. But I think a lot of folks, I've seen a lot of the folks in the, or whatever, and they, they, they talks to or whatever. Maybe he just tends to pull those more, but they, they always seem to have some really messed up lives going on. And usually some big, big problems that are understandable why they might be angry or upset or disparaged or whatever. So I, you know, I get where he's coming from telling people this to kind of bring it to neutral because it's hard to go all the way. Like I can do it because that's how I am. Like I'm an extremist when it comes to that. But I think for a lot of folks, if you can just get them to get, you know, don't tell them to be positive all the time. Cause people kind of cringe back when you're like, be positive, screw you, you know? But like, if you tell them like, just be neutral, I think that's good because I think, you know, that's attainable and it's, it's, it's good. And when people are able to attain things repeatedly, you know, it becomes practice for them, right? It becomes a habit. Um, and that's what you're trying to go to. And that's why I say like meditation takes practice. And I think when you, when you have certain goals or certain ideals of what meditation should be and you don't achieve those because it doesn't meet your expectations, that whole setting expectations part we talked about earlier, you get disappointment and then it's easier to fall back or whatever. Right. It's, it's, I mean, but that goes for meditation, work relationships, goals you set for yourself and don't meet right away. Right. Like we were talking about, you know, donuts and, and round and everything like that. You know, like when you don't hit those, those goals, when you step on the, the, you know, that's why it tells people sometimes don't try, like, don't get on a scale daily or whatever, right? Because your body weight fluctuates so much that, you know, as long as you're just staying consistent on the goals that you're trying to do, even when you get a setback, get back on and doing it. Consistency, that's that's what's going to get you, you know, trained in new habits. You know, because all habits are just like rituals, right? That you're, you know, you're kind of doing for yourself. So, nah, I dig it. I dig it. But don't give up. Mm-hmm. Keep keep trying to be mindful. I'm sure I'm sure it'll come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I'm definitely working on it. Like I said, I, I think that your attitude really just affects so much that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, yeah. What you're doing, you know, just as much as you know, being in in shape and physically as well as mentally, mm-hmm. um, you you got to be, you know, trying to take care of that as much as you can, and that'll that'll just make you. I think a happier person in general, just being able to realize what's, what's going on and, mm-hmm. and take it in stride. I think that yeah. uh, I personally believe that um, 90% of kind of what's going on, you know, we, we react with 90% of like our heart and our mind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The whole 10% that that's really going on. Um, you know, we let things affect us too much. And, sure. Uh, we're, we're, we're most of the time reactionary beings. I totally, I totally get that. And it's, it's a lot of it's instinctual, right? So it's all like psychological and stuff. And, you know, I, I agree. Like for me, I tell people all the time and, and like a new situations or things like that. The way I would explain things is if you come to me and you want my reaction and you want an answer from me right this very second, you're more likely to get a reactionary response than a logical one. But if you give me 24 hours, I can give you a logical response because I've been given the time or whatever. Right. And one of the things that I train a lot of the folks that, you know, I mentor and I coach don't feel the need to say yes or give an answer. If you don't know one, like tell people like, I don't know, let me get back to you. That's an interesting, that's an interesting point or an interesting thought. I need to do more research on that or whatever, push people off people like responses. And the thing is, is people like to give responses (laughs) And it's not always good. And chances are you're probably going to disappoint people, especially if you're not correct or you don't know what you're talking about. Or or you react in a way because somebody's pushing you for a response out of you 
that's more like fight than flight or or freeze, you know, and then ah, horrible. So I agree with you. I, I do. I do believe that most people are in the moment thinking, thinking more like mind and well, not mind, like not mental, but heart and passion, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, 100 yeah, percent. Absolutely. What's uh, what's a favorite? What's your favorite game system? So you tabletop wise what are, what are you what are you what are you playing what do you what do you what are you loving these days uh so you know um uh for for playing games uh for for non-video games uh definitely still really big into fifth edition dnd um i've just uh been playing one game for a long time that's about to restart and super excited about that it's like a super high level game um and i've been uh also playing in another uh game where we've Start out doing like Dungeon of the Mad Mage and, uh, or I'm sorry, Waterdeep and then, yeah, Dungeon of the Mad Mage a little bit. And then now it's kind of grown into Out of the Abyss. And, uh, we've been doing it, you know, with, uh, D&D Beyond and World 20 and, and Zoom. And it's been working out pretty well. Um, definitely have a lot of fun with it. Nice. Uh, you know, when it comes to like non video games, still playing a bit of World of Warcraft and, uh, Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But, uh, what, are you playing, what are you playing in uh, Overwatch out of curiosity? I've, I haven't touched it in a while, um, sure. but I do like me some Overwatch. So I'm just curious, what, what do you, what, what's your uh, favorite favorite uh, character so, play or, or, like, or, or type? Yeah. Sure. So um, I like Ash, the uh, the, uh, the, sh- the, the the girl, the cowboy, shotgun, and the robot Bob or whatever. Yeah, Bob. Yep, it's Bob. Bob. Yeah, um, Bob. So she's really neat. She's got you know a couple of different uh, things. Um, you know, she's still definitely like more DPS based. She's kind mm-hmm. of kind of a sniper a little bit, but at the same time can still do a good bit of damage. Um and so she's fun. I also like Soldier 76. Um Classic. Classic. He's, uh, yeah, you know, he's definitely got um a good bit of support, you know, where he can, you know, drop the thing. Oh, heal. Heal. Yeah. He's got the rocket, he's got, mm-hmm. you know, it's fully automatic, that sort of thing. Uh, so those are probably the two DPS ones that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to healing, I like Bridget. She's uh the, she's the, one the shield and and like the uh, Morningstar that like yeah. stuff like that. And she's pretty neat. Um, definitely like her. You know, she she only does so much healing, but um, yeah, she's just, well, she can. Well, she used to be able to really get it rolling on, and then they nerfed her a couple times, and that's yeah. why I don't even know what the state is because I I hadn't been playing enough, and and I I just remember. It's logging on and be like, oh, how they nerfed my favorite character today, and then yeah, but she's she was a lot of fun. She's just cool. I, I, I had a lot of skins for her that I really enjoyed. They were, they were good. Yeah, so uh, I definitely have gotten a bunch of skins for her um, mm-hmm. when I play her. Again, it's not super often because I'm more kind of like doing a little bit more of the the DPS stuff. But sure. um, I'm trying to get good at the other healer. It's like the robot guy that kind of just like hovers and he like Zenyatta. Yeah, like he's got a really awesome mind flare skin. I have and that it, one. It, Dude, from so the Halloween from the Halloween like three years three years ago two years ago it was mm-hmm. a while back and then uh, I got that one right away and they actually changed his voice files even different nice on that so, so like, I'm yeah. going after that um, but uh, again I'm not I'm only okay with it yeah so. he's good fun he's like a sniper healer so good fun yeah. exactly like, uh, like me so those are the those are the four that. That I kind of get into. Uh, my daughter really gets into the um, to the lore behind it as well. It's cool and, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she I mean, excited about uh, the Overwatch two. 
Uh, I think she's on the horizon. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, she she definitely likes getting in there and kind of trying to lead teams and stuff like that. Uh, oh, that's cool. What to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter's also an ROTC, so she ah, probably has okay. a lot more to say about leadership than I do. Uh, <laughs> you know, nah, that's fine. But uh, yeah. yeah, well, you put, you play that on PC, yeah? Yeah, definitely. You know, PC Master Race. Uh, to yeah. be honest, like I've I have uh, an Xbox that we haven't used in years. Uh, we, you know, I would play like Disney Infinity with her, mm-hmm. and that was fun. So we did, you know, some of the Star Wars, Marvel stuff, and you know, she she probably reads more comic books than I do. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been sitting there for like years, just my Xbox. But mine's sitting over there, but it gets used. So, uh, yeah, but that's just because, you know, I have, I, I'm, I'm moving a lot and moving around a giant good PC is just a pain in the butt. So it's a little bit easier to, I can throw an Xbox at my suitcase actually. Um, takes up most of my suitcase, but it, I can still throw it in the suitcase. So, so it, come, it, come, it comes from all the countries I moved to, so. What's uh so what tell let's step back to the LG Nexus a little bit more. What what would you as as an entrepreneur, what, what has been like the um would you say the biggest challenge so far with uh with with it? I mean, I know you've 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 shifted gears, you kind of changed direction you're going with, you know, you're working working with friends and it's it's a lot of volunteer work and stuff and just people it's a passion project, but at the same time there there are there are clear goals and you, you have been, you know, achieving a lot of stuff, especially in like the last six months, a lot of things have been rolling, you know, but um, yeah. What would you, what would you say? Talk to, to the, um, the entrepreneurs out there, like what, what, you know, is something maybe they can resonate with as well? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of entrepreneurship um, of people kind of taking that risk and kind of going out there on their own. Um, I think that's uh a great thing to do. I mean, you know, definitely be careful um, with what you're doing and uh, try and be reasonable and have, you know, rational expectations. But, um, you know, I, I really enjoy it. I've kind of run a few of my own small little businesses, uh, not just LG Nexus, but uh, for example, I actually do like social media and um, uh, basically digital marketing, like SEO, like as a living. So I've always kind of done that on the side to my regular job. So I've been able to like talk to like, you know, some C-level uh, people at different companies to, to get them onto um, what I was doing. As for LG Nexus, you know, that's been really interesting because, you know, we're basically building a tech company in a giant social media platform, and it's yeah. um, it's not cheap. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a lot of money. I am not a developer, so I've got to, you know, get someone to do Always it. tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you got to rely on other folks and hope that they, they understand and can deliver on your, your vision, right? Yeah. So that's been the biggest thing is that we've hired about four different developers. And mm-hmm. a lot of the people that we've been going through, they're younger people. And they get tired of uh, doing something for a little while, and they just kind of disappear. And they just kind of ghost you for a little bit. So basically over the past year, we've had about four different developers. And in general, if you put all their work together, I mean, we're at a pretty good place, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we've gotten fairly lucky, um, to be able to do so. And to okay. be honest, the platform that we're using, uh, is, is a PHP platform. And, and so it's really kind of difficult finding the right people that can do the, the coding that we're looking for. I mean, PHP mm-hmm. is definitely out there, but for the level, because most of the platform is written in PHP. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, as for, we're actually about to transition, and I think you might have gotten an email about this uh, yeah. from our c- 
current platform to a newer platform that we think is a little bit uh, aesthetically more pleasing. Mm -hmm. It's going to give us uh, more functionality of things that we can do. And, um, you know, on the investor side, there's potentially a lot more uh, streams of revenue. Uh, sure. Because we are, you know, looking for investments. If anyone's interested, um, yeah, let's let's talk about. I, I mean, first, I want to point out that I, I did I did get that email and I did get a little glimpse that I know it was. I know you're like, oh, that's that's still a work in progress, or whatever. But it definitely looks really really cool. So um, I'm excited for everyone who gets to see that soon because it's it's definitely a great direction. And I think you guys are are, are going or hitting something really 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 solid there. But uh, yeah, I know you guys are are, are doing like. I wasn't 100% familiar with this platform until you told me about it, but so maybe you can explain a little bit about the investment platform you're using and then like how people can can get into this because this is kind of a cool situation that not a lot of people, you know, who aren't like you know, hedge fund managers or whatever can get into, you know, investing in. Sure. So um, we're using a platform that's called WeFunder. Uh, WeFunder is yeah, is a crowd based you know platform where basically people can offer parts of their company um, for investment. Um, what we're currently doing is we're offering like a convertible note where basically um, whatever investment you make will give uh, like six percent interest uh, over the next three years, and then at which point uh, we'll be able to decide if we want to or if you want to uh, use the money to then purchase stock in the company. Or to you know just take your money and and, and leave you know it's kind of up to you. Uh, basically, the the benefit of what's going on is that if you want to invest right now, um, most people to be what's called an accredited investor, it costs you have to have a million dollars free to play with, and you have to made have made two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the last three years, and then you have to go through this whole process, and that's how you become an accredited investor. And these are the types of people that get to invest into all the different things that you see out there. Um, not everybody, obviously, you know, that's, that's a steep hill for people to climb, you know, 250 K a year and a million liquid to become an investor. Yeah. With, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, obviously Your average you know, person's not pay, doing that, you know, like, exactly. you know, I don't really want to get too much into politics, but you know, you say the rich get richer. Well, it's kind of yeah. what you're here. What we're doing with WeFunders, it lets people get into um, these types of uh, companies at that same level mm-hmm. with a much smaller investment, um, yeah. and it gives them opportunities to kind of get started. Um, yeah, so nice. with with the platform that we're on, to you know the minimum that it takes to get in is a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So you know if you don't have Starbucks a couple times a week, you know you can get in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it's it's not something that's quick equipped. Quick flip sort of thing. No, it's three years, but invested. But to be honest, it's very, it's not too dissimilar to like what a lot of um, folks have to like who who are in are in tech and work for some of these bigger companies, and they get their their stocks or their matching stocks or whatever. But they have to you know get you know vested into the company a number of years in order to actually get those back. So it's not too dissimilar, and I think it's probably probably good for folks to kind of get used to to understanding that a little bit better because I. Sh- sure as hell didn't know that when i was younger right. um and me neither and so, i'm still learning yeah. you know? um so i mean I, i've got another guy that's you know pretty much my you know cfo or financial guy and i'm definitely learning as i'm going you know unfortunately yeah, that's my own issues I, I wish they would have taught that earlier and um mm-hmm. i'm definitely trying to teach my daughter how those things started to work 
But um, yeah, so the thing is that people can get in. Um, they can you know invest as, as little as a hundred dollars. They can go to the moon. We're we're looking for a little bit over half a million, okay. and from there, uh, we believe that we can do some amazing stuff um, with making over one point two million in the first year. And that's only with two of our streams of revenue. We actually have several others. Sure. Um, and then over five uh, million in the first three years. But uh, those are very very conservative um, numbers that we're looking at. Um, you know, again, we're, we're here to bring people to each other. Uh, Mm -hmm. we're here about creating relationships. So we have the thing, uh, where we can actually embed your Twitch stream so we Mm -hmm. can help you brand and find more people. We have the whole looking for groups so you can find other people to play your favorite games with, whether it's LARPing or creating a guild in, in World of Warcraft or, or even, you know, some of the other first person shooters, um, if you want to do cosplay and get your name out there, you know, we're here for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. you really want to help people succeed. Um, one yeah. of the th- first things you do when you uh, get on the platform is we do ask you, what are your interests? And this way we can show you the stuff that you want to see without trying to like dig and harvest information. We're just going to flat out ask you. It's, it's a weird concept, but you know, what would you like to see? You know, what are you into? And then this way we can try and, you know, have those things cater to you. Um, we also have another thing on there. It's called, um, it's our map of events. So anything that's going on in a local area, different businesses can create events for. So you want to see what's going on with the LARPs in your area. Cool. We're going to have a little section. You'll see a little pin mark on a Google map. That'll basically show you where, uh, when LARPs are having events. If you want to see what's going on at the local game store. Awesome. You know, they might say, Oh, there's a magic tournament or for, uh, 40 K, um, tournament that, that sort of thing conventions concerts there's you know we're trying to create this whole thing so that you can look and find other people in your area that have similar interests as you uh, obviously with covid it's a little uh you know iffy uh especially well, for larping and stuff and but i mean like you were talking about before there, there's so many platforms that allow for online interaction and, and that's kind of why they've boomed a little bit i think because everyone's sure. trapped inside and they needed to find you know Suddenly, you know, all these new subscribers and people that want to, you know, tabletop or interact with their friends and stuff like that online. Absolutely. Like you said e- esports and, and Twitch streaming is, is, is jumped a good bit this year. Actually, all video games have done really well this year because of the people have, again, still have disposable income, some level. I mean, not every, lot, some many people were affected, you know, financially, but sure. There was a large number of folks who weren't per se or able to work from home and so forth. So they still have money that they want to spend. And sadly they weren't probably saving and investing like they probably maybe should have been at the time of crisis. But so they, they find they find they're finding ways to spend that money. And what's interesting is the predictions on this are that when people get back to quote unquote normal, their spending habits like so the fear is that they they would stop spending on these things. But actually now that they've again um, it's all about uh, doing things over and over again and, and kind of gotten used to uh, doing these things. They may not stop spending as much as they, they were on like video games or other things or whatever. They might, but it's still not going to be as large of a drop all of a sudden. It's not like maybe a little bit of a decrease as they go back to doing the normal things that they do. But people have gotten into the habit of getting used to a lot of this stuff. And there's some people that are even more comfortable or realizing that like, hey, I don't actually like interacting with people on the regular and if i can use the, the, this you know found a new way to, to kind of socialize and do things and 
and get away. So a lot of big opportunities. I think, again, I think your uh, LG Nexus is, is one of those. So get on it. Exactly. I mean, I'm waiting on my developers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah. Well, uh, not you. I'm not. I'm not get, telling you to get on. I'm telling. I'm telling uh, the listeners and those who are watching. That yes, should, um, please get in on the uh, LMG Nexus. Sure, if you guys actually, which will which will help them get their uh, developers getting on it. Um, yeah, if you guys want to see the current, uh, again, we, we're we're shifting our platform. Uh, mm-hmm. As I mentioned, we have the PHP version. We're now actually moving to uh, this new one that's going to be a little bit more mm-hmm. step. Pleasing. I mean, not that I think the bat, the other one was was bad. By no, it was fine too. I liked it, it too. It definitely looked like Facebook. Yeah. Uh, but Which, uh, you know, it's it that's practical. And, lot, and to be honest, lots of the other social platforms when they first got starting out, they all kind of took similar dynamics and, and looks to them because people are used to it, right? Like exactly, you know. But um, but yeah, let's uh, let's 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 go on to saying basically like where can people sign? Where can people find more Adam Gersten and LFG Nexus? Like if people are on the the interwebs and the social medias that aren't LFG Nexus, how do they find LFG Nexus and get and get involved in some of this? Tell me all about it, and so, you'll uh, find it in the the notes as well uh, for the episode. But cool. but let's uh, hear so from Adam. You can just go to lfgnexus.com um right now again that's uh where you can log in and get access to our beta um please check it out uh there's some videos in there there's a lot of stuff that you can do that people just aren't finding and so i've made some videos for it so please you know kind of uh take a little bit more than a five minute look um i think you'll kind of be impressed uh and it'll give you like a lot of opportunities to potentially meet more people or to create groups for your friends of games um there's blogs there's that you can create there there's just so much stuff going on but if you go to just again www.lgnexus.com currently that's what we would call the alpha version and i assume we'll probably shift over the beta version um that we've uh that was talking about the little bit more aesthetically pleasing one uh once more of the functionality is added that's equivalent to what the alpha had um you can also find us on facebook that's where we do a lot of our um posting and that's just uh, you know facebook.com forward slash LFG Nexus. Um, I tend to post a lot about just uh, what's going on in the gaming and kind of uh, geek culture industry, you know, so mm-hmm. it might be some new stuff. It might be like, you know, here's some new movies that are coming out and here's like the trailers. It could be, you know, a funny meme from the Avengers or Star Wars or things like that. Um, maybe even a little bit of some of the business stuff like, oh, Microsoft looking at buying Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am also probably going to look at start starting to stream a little bit more kind of like um, how, how Chris is with a platform similar. So um, we're definitely trying to get a lot of information out there um, and, uh, you know, just share some of the the gaming goodness and uh, let you guys, you know, uh, enjoy, you know, kind of help find some of the stuff that we think is neat. Yeah. And what what if they wanted to invest? Where were they, where were they finding? Is that off on the the LSG Nexus? No. Like, no, it's where, where would so they find that info? That is, uh, if you go to WeFunder, um, mm-hmm. again, it's just W E and then funder.com, then it's a uh, forward slash, and then it's so this is a little difficult. It's a uh, LFG underscore Nexus, and then the number two. That'll 100% be in the liner notes because I don't expect anybody to remember that one. So sure. no worries, folks. Exactly. So we'll, some- have the, we'll have the we'll have the links we'll have the links in the notes for everybody so they can they can check it all out. 
and exactly. uh, get in, get in on some of that sweet sweet action. Exactly. So. Something to think about is just kind of everything that people have been talking about and saw in terms of um, the GameStop stuff and uh, with the market and, and Robin Hood and how, you know, people are shorting stuff and things like that. You know, if, if this is something, you know, investing something you're starting to look into, you know, please definitely check us out. Um, you know, it, it might not necessarily be the right thing for you and, and that's okay. You know, if you know others that are, you know, into gaming, that sort of thing um, that want to get in, I mean, our, our hope is that, you know, I don't think we'll be quite as big as Facebook, but we're kind of looking at LinkedIn, which is more of a specialty niche platform. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn spent a lot of time there. Yeah. They uh, sold for like 26 billion, like five years ago. Yeah. I mean, if we come close to that, I'd be okay. Um, I would be too. I understand. uh, Yeah. But again, you know, aside from the money, you know, it's again, important enough for us to, to help people connect, Um, you know, just have a place where they can chat about stuff without getting all the noise and that sort of thing. Cool. 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 Good message. All right. Anything else you'd like to plug before we uh, let you go for the day? Um, you know, I really think that's kind of all that's going on, but um, I that's thank a you lot though. That, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been, you know, great chatting with you. Um, definitely, you know, gained uh, some more insight in terms of leadership, uh, oh, trying to figure out how, you know, again, it's, it's just uh, different situations mm-hmm. uh, for different people. But yeah. Well, excellent. Thank you so much, Adam, for joining us and telling us about LFG Nexus. And hopefully we'll have you back on in the near future when, you know, maybe uh, you're in the next steps and everything's rocking and you can you can do a follow up story on uh, what, what's what's new with LFG Nexus and, and, and how it's a it's a banger hit. So uh, I look forward awesome. to that. And we'd also love to you know, get your page on there as well, you know, help you reach more people. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've got I've got the startings of one. I need to finish it out. So that's that's on me. It's it's there. It's there. It's you could you could find you can actually find Press Start Leadership on LFG Nexus if you're looking for it really hard. So not really that hard. You just put Press Start Leadership in there and you find it. So yeah. So there is actually one more thing I did want to say. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Again, uh, if you uh you know if you own uh some sort of business related to gaming or even kind of close. And you want to find out more about, you know, how we can work with you, how we can try and help, you know, get you a larger reach. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to, again, target really just gamers. Mm -hmm. So if you are running ads for your game or or have thought about it, um, whether you're a game developer or you're a LARP owner or something like that, um, you know. Gamer adjacent in some kind of way, form of business. Yes. Exactly. Then we can, you know, try and help you to uh, uh, get on the platform, get things set up because your target audience is literally going to be right there on the platform. You don't have to worry about getting someone to run Facebook ads for you and, and taking out different types of audiences, putting in this audience. It's it's literally everybody on there is probably going to be at least some sort of uh, target uh, for, for your audience. That's awesome. That's really, I mean, that's great. And I think that, that, that speaks volumes of, you know, that's the audience you're catering to that audience. You're serving the needs of that audience and the businesses that support that audience. So awesome. Great idea. I think it's going to be, like I said, incredible. So I, I look for, I look forward to continuing to follow the, uh, the journey and the ultimate success of LFG Nexus. So, Thank you. And you know, I look forward to watching your success as well. Ah, well, well, we'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Hopefully job. more of these, more of these as I like talking with people. So that's what I'm enjoying yeah. so far. So, awesome. All right. All right. Have a great one. Cheers. You take care. Thanks. 
That's this week's episode of Press Start Leadership Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, thanks for being awesome. Give us a follow, a like, a share, and even a review if you feel like it. We'd really appreciate it. Cheers. If you haven't downloaded my free ebook, Five Heroic Leadership Skills, click on the link in the description. Tune in next week for your next episode of Press Start Leadership Podcast. Thank you. Oh, hi there. The episode's over, but thanks for sticking around till the end. If you're on the quest to elevate your team's leadership, production, or game design capabilities, I'm here to assist. Leveraging extensive experience and a strategic approach, I offer personalized audits, bespoke workshops, and leadership retreat facilitation to drive your team toward excellence. My commitment is to provide efficient, reliable, and proven support, ensuring you have the tools and insights needed to thrive. Ready to unlock your team's full potential and achieve unparalleled success? Don't hesitate to press start on your journey to transformation today. Feel free to reach out directly to discuss how we can tailor a solution to meet your unique needs and goals. Let's connect and take your team's performance to the next level.